Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 109 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty here with another fantastic interview today. I'm so excited for you guys to hear what my guest has to share with you today. But before we do that, I always want to remind you this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, the one tool that I use and recommend over all of the rest. TubeBuddy is that tool that I go to every time when I have a few things that I need to do. I had a link just this week that I needed to update in all of my descriptions of all of my 700 plus videos, TubeBuddy allowed me to do it within about 20 or 30 minutes. It's that kind of tool. It'll take that much time off of your workflow. It really is fantastic. Click the link in the show notes to be uh, you know, presented with everything that it has to offer. Now, a little house cleaning today. Um, the Patreon has blew up. The private creator discord is just absolutely chugging along perfectly. So much value. If you don't know, you can support me over on Patreon. Link will be in the description and you get access to a private Discord server that literally throughout the week, there is never a day where it goes silent. We're always talking YouTube. We're talking entrepreneurship. We're talking podcasting. We're talking brand building. It's so valuable. We got people like Nick Nimmin in there. We've got Dan from Creator Fundamentals. We've got a guy with over two to three million subscribers offering value to you the people who support me in this show over on Patreon. Something new that I'm offering, if you pledge for the $5 uh, per month or above, when you share your channel in the uh, portion of the Discord that allows you to share your channel, which is something we allow you to do, I will actually go to your channel each month uh, you know, per your request, and I will give you a few pointers that I think can be helpful for your channel. I think that's going to make it and bring even more value to the Patreon that's already there. So want to thank a bunch of people who have joined Joined just since last week. We've got Pyro Stunts. We've got Ryan Welton. We've got Mayanak Badhan, Ryan Radke, HB Gamer, Brandon Good, and Karen Carr. All of those people just since seven days ago. Guys, don't miss out. Don't wait around. For as little as like one, three, five, ten dollars a month, guys, come on. You can't beat it. Come on, join us over there. Link will be in the description. And speaking of growth, this podcast is continuing to grow. Just when I thought we kind of reached that kind of plateau where uh, more creators kind of already knew about us and, th and th there weren't going to be that much growth in the show, boy, was I wrong. We got a bunch of reviews over on iTunes. I'm going to mention two of them here. One coming in from Sooner Ryan 2000 His name is Ryan W. He's actually one of my patrons. He has a YouTube channel called Ryan Welton Music. He's a TubeBuddy user. This show led me to TubeBuddy and has been an integral part of my channel's growth. The only thing I want to see is for you to go deeper into how to use YouTube search for development of video titles. Keep up the great work. Ryan, thank you for your support, and I definitely will. While you're at it, why don't you pause the podcast, go over to iTunes, leave us a review, and I'll give you a shout-out on next week's episode. Guys, what a great community that we are building. Every Wednesday, seriously, every Wednesday, without fail, I've got so many great interviews lined up for you guys. I cannot tell you... I've got people in the gaming niche. I got people in the crafting niche. I have people in every single niche you could imagine on YouTube ready to come on, ready to talk YouTube. I've got people in my corner such as Roberto Blake, Nick Nemen, Owen Video, willing to come on the show whenever I need them to. 
This show is here to support you. And my motto, my tagline is to help you spread your message. That's the goal here on the show. That's what I want to do as an educator, as a teacher. Guys, we've got so much more. We are only just getting started. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's go ahead and jump into this week's interview. All right, guys, welcome to this week's conversation on the show. I am excited to be joined today by Jordan. He is from Indiana, 28 years old. He creates content for his YouTube channel called Duck Gun Chronicles, where he brings viewers along for the hunt as well as a podcast to continue the conversation once the hunting is done. Jordan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Dusty. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. No, I, I've uh, as soon as you stopped in my live stream a few weeks back, I went took a look at a little bit of your content, and I knew right then and there, I was like, I've got to get this guy on the show. Your video quality is fantastic. You do such a good job with your visual branding on your thumbnails. So uh, I guess before I get too ahead of myself, Jordan, let me ask you this. How did you get started on YouTube, and what made you kind of pursue online video uh, to show off your passion and your hobby, which obviously is hunting. Uh, yeah, for sure, Justy. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think just like anybody else, you know, watched a lot of YouTube videos and, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I should try this out for myself. And so, you know, went on there, you know, um, and just took a shot at it. And uh, like everybody else who starts a YouTube channel, I was pretty bad. Um, but, you know, the more you do it, the more you practice, the the more you, I mean, take an approach where you're trying to improve your content on there, uh, the better things are going to look on your channel. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So let's kind of dive deeper into that a little bit. You, what type of history did you have as far as like creating online video content before you started your channel? Um, honestly, I, d I didn't have any background at all. Uh, you know, if you, if you watch my first video, it's pretty awful. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, I have terrible camera pre presence. Um, uh, my video quality is low. Um, you know, all, all the things that you'd expect from a beginner YouTuber. Um, but through watching content, um, such as yours and listening to podcasts such as yours, you know, I was able to take, uh, you know, my passion and desire to make content and actually turn out a product that's halfway decent. Yeah, well, Jordan, I'll pay you later for saying those kind words, I promise. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it's funny that, you know, you had a hobby and a niche that's, that's really interesting, uh, you know, hunting and specifically uh, duck hunting. Now, let's talk about your visual branding for a second. Uh, you know, I went back before uh, we went, you know, I, what I like to do before I have a guest on Jordan is I go and I do some YouTube reconnaissance and I take a look at their channel. I dive deep into kind of what they, they've done. You can just see the progress that you've made from the beginning until now, as far as like your visual branding and your online video, your video presence, once you you know get on camera. So what type of experience, uh, you know, have you gained kind of designing your thumbnails, designing your channel banner? Uh, you know, what have you learned and what have been the tips and strategies that have kind of helped you make your channel look as good? as it does now? Well, I guess one thing that I would suggest when you're branding your channel is you have to be able to brand yourself, which when I started YouTube, I'm like, I, I really don't necessarily want to brand myself. Um, I just kind of felt weird about it, you know, just, uh, you know, it just, it just seemed kind of like a foreign concept, but I mean, you really do have to be the face of your content. So, um, so that when they see a piece of your content, they have something to reference it back to. So, um, 
Yeah, and a, and a big tip I'd say for designing, designing uh, my thumbnails and the uh, the channel banner um, is is using uh, the Snapseed app. And one thing that I do is probably unique to a lot of people is I use the mobile the mobile um, app for that, opposed to using the PC version um, of like Photoshop or GIMP or anything like that. Um, and the reason that I do that is as creators, uh, and especially small creators, you know, our time on this is limited and, uh, I can create my thumbnails on the go. I can create them, you know, when I'm out and about anything to save time and you can make, you can churn out thumbnails that look pretty decent, um, with a free application. Yeah. And now Snapseed's something that I, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of experience with. And it's funny when I talk to different creators, they all have their different workflows that they use. Maybe you can explain a little more as far as like, what's your workflow like when, you know, you are ready to make a thumbnail and like your most recent video is, you know, what's in my blind bag. And it's a really interesting, uh, you know, thumbnail showing you holding up your bag, obviously, and it's got a little text on there, but it, it looks really good. And, and the, the image quality is super high. I would never have thought that you did that on a mobile app. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that app is free as well. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. And uh, so, yeah, my process behind that is probably even more surprising that it, it takes uh, decent quality images because I actually don't, they're not photos. They're, uh, okay, so let's just start at the beginning of the process. So I, I take my video on a Panasonic G7 um, and it's, I'm not even having it all the way up on the 4k just due to, um, having issues with the 4k footage on my PC. I need to upgrade that to be able to use that. So I'm filming in 1080p. Um, and then I take that footage, I put it up on Google share drive. And then from there I download it onto my phone. And then from there I take it into the Snapseed app and on that film clip, I get it at the location I want for, for my thumbnail. And, uh, from there I'm able to, to crop it. And, uh, well, I guess, I guess I skipped a step. So once you're watching the film, you got to do the screen, the screen capture that iPhone has where you hold down the two buttons, you get your image. And then from there you crop it. And usually I try to use the rule of visual thirds to get your composition correct while you're watching that, that still, or while you're taking that still from the video. And then I take it in Snapseed, do all the color correction, add the text, get it in the correct location for the composition with the visual thirds. And there from, from there you have a, a pretty decent thumbnail that's high quality. It's amazing to me that you can do all of this from your mobile device. Like people just, they, they really don't have excuses anymore. Like being able to do this from like in, from the device that's in your pocket all throughout the day, like that just absolutely blows my mind. Uh, and so the, na the name of that app is Snapseed, right? So it's called uh, Snapseed. Yep, okay, Snapseed. so I will have a link to that in the show notes for this, this actual podcast episode, which will be going live this Wednesday. So I'm excited for uh, my viewers to take a look at that, kind of dive into that and kind of see what they think about that. Uh, now that we've kind of talked about your history, how you got to where you are now, let's talk about the current and kind of where you are. So how has YouTube kind of become a business for you or how would you like to monetize YouTube going forward? Now, obviously you mentioned earlier, it's a hobby for you right now, but what are you looking to do to monetize your content going forward? Uh, yeah, so I definitely have some good ideas for monetization in the future. Um, still brainstorming for additional ones. Obviously, um, I have the AdSense that YouTube provides 
Um, and I'm looking into doing Patreon um, in the future as well. And uh, another good option for um, monetization would be affiliate links through Amazon or pretty much any company that you look up. If you're going to do a review on their products or, you know, whatever you can get, you can apply for an affiliate program for them, such as like for outdoors, it'd be, you know, Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. Um, but Amazon seems to be a good one-stop shop because they have just about everything. And so I am set up on there. Um, but I am a smaller channel, so I'm still trying to, you know, build up some steam to where it would be viable as a business. And for now, um, it's just a hobby. And, um, is there if I tell a quick story about, uh, getting the YouTube partner program? Absolutely. So, um, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that most of you guys don't know about my channel, but, um, I am a smaller channel and, uh, you know, just like everybody else, I got the news that YouTube was going to be cutting the YouTube partner plan for accounts that were under 1000 subscribers and under four, is it 400, 400, uh, it's 4,000 hours of watch time in a year, right? Okay. And 4,000 hours of watch time in a year. So I did the math. I was meeting the requirements for watch time, but, um, I was 203 subscribers short when I got the email 33 days before the cutoff. And so, um, you know, you can get upset about that. You can get, you know, discouraged that YouTube's going to be taking, taking that away, which, you know, for, for the smaller channels, it is disappointing, but I knew at some point I just had to be able to overcome that hurdle. So, you know, I made that a goal. I made that a hard deadline that I was going to have my subscribers by that deadline. And so 33 days, I went from 797 subscribers to 1,023, you know, just uh, kept grinding, kept on producing content and was able to meet that mark. And that was just a huge accomplishment for me being a small channel. Um, I knew it, it didn't really mean that much because I wasn't going to be making tons of AdSense, but I just wanted to be at that location to be able to, uh, you know, have that as a viable option. So, um, you know, so let me ask you this, Jordan. What do you think was the number one thing that helped you get over that that edge? And I, I think I kind of understand what you're where you're coming from. It's not about the monetary value because you know I know kind of what AdSense pays, and it's not that much. But just the just the mental barrier of knowing that you got to a goal and you reached that goal. And so, what do you think was the number one thing that pushed you over the edge that got you there in the end? Um, it's going to seem kind of weird, uh, I think, the answer to this, but almost having that hard set deadline um, that, you know, I wrote I wrote down that deadline, that goal was 33 days and, you know, I, I had to get there. And so I had to do the things, I'd, I'd have to take the steps required to get there in that amount of time. And so having kind of like a hard deadline. And I've seen that like from that, it was almost like a learning point when I set like a hard deadline. Um, same as like having a schedule, like a weekly schedule. So I go live on a podcast on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, and that's a hard set deadline. And I never miss it because if I know that there's a deadline for it, then on Monday night, even if I have to stay up later than I'd like, I'm going to have everything prepped for Tuesday. You know, even if I'm going to, you know, whatever, whatever I have to do to be prepped for that on Tuesday, you know, having a hard set deadline almost pushes you to do that. So I knew I had to push out as much content as I could in that amount of time. Um, I knew I had to, you know, ask people to subscribe. You can't just, you know, put out a piece of content and uh, just kind of let it go. You know, like let people know, let people know what you want. Like, hey, guys, this is my goal 
um, YouTube put out this requirement for me to get to a thousand subscribers and it'd really be beneficial to me to be able to get there. So I'm, I'm asking the people who view my content, you know, this is my goal. Let's do this together. So I guess all those things combined help really push, give me a push to get there. Yeah. It's interesting, Jordan, what a, a hard date will do to a person. A lot of times as creators, we think, well, you know, we got time, we got time, you know, in time, subscribers and views and growth, uh, you know, I'm not really even caught up with, with the numbers, to be honest with you, but growth will eventually happen. But when you put that hard, or in, in this case, YouTube put that hard date in place, it allowed you to push and to grind even harder than you would before. And, you know, I've noticed something over the over the past month, I've, you know, done live streams every Monday afternoon and every Friday morning. And having that set schedule of knowing that I'm creating content Tuesdays and Thursdays, I upload videos, Mondays and Fridays, I do the live streams. And then on Wednesdays, I upload the podcast. To have a schedule like that to where you know as a creator, it's, you know, you don't want to turn it into a job because you don't want to lose the, the the passion for what you're doing, especially if you're like you, Jordan, doing this as a hobby. But if you do have those hard dates, if you do have, hey, by, you know, July of 2018, I want to gain 200 subscribers. I want to gain 500 subscribers. It's not necessarily about the numerical value of that, but it's more about the mental aspect from, you know, as a creator that you accomplished that goal. And so I love that. And, 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 you know, you know, dittos, you know, to you and I'm not dittos. That's not even a word. <laughs> kudos, kudos to you. Uh, kudos to you for reaching that goal that you set for yourself. That's awesome. And that's such a cool story. When you're when you're talking about that, I, I remembered something else that I'd like to mention about that. Um, so as well as doing that in that time period, you know, I was brainstorming for ideas and you hear this a lot when people are talking about growth on YouTube, but collaborations and uh, collaborating with other content creators in your niche. And that's another thing that I did in that time period. And for people that don't know, like duck hunting on YouTube is just a very, very, very small niche. Like the largest channel that I know of has around 30,000 subscribers. So small niche. And uh, so anyways, to do that, you know, it's really hard to collaborate with people across the country and go hunting with them due to licenses and all that kind of stuff. So um, I was trying to think of an idea to brainstorm with people. And what ended up coming about was the podcast and live streaming the podcast. And uh, it's amazing how easy it is to to get people to agree to something when you can contribute some type of value to them, where I'm promoting them, in a sense, on my channel, live streaming it and through a podcast. So that additionally helped me get that boost. Yeah, and there is... It can't be understated. You know, you said it so perfectly. The collaborations and being able to reach out to other people in your niche, especially if you're in a small one like you are with duck hunting, you know, being able to utilize other people's community to come over and help you out, to come over and be a part of what you're doing. Normally, that's what all of us do, all of us YouTube educators. That's why I'm such good friends with like Nick Nimmin and Roberto Blake and Brian and Owen and all of these guys who do YouTube educational content like I do. We're not in competition. We're providing valuable content. I think those guys are amazing. I think their content is amazing. And if we collaborate with each other, we may have some audience members who are not crossing over. And so with that being said, that's going to bring new people over to our content. And in your case, it brought you a few hundred subs, got you over the threshold, and allowed you to meet the requirements put in place by YouTube, which is amazing. Uh, and now the question that I like to ask next is this, one of my favorite questions that I get to ask on the show. 
What is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube, which in your case was just over a year ago? Uh, I guess I'd say patience. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, you're going to have to go through the learning curve of learning software, of learning how to be uh, good on a camera, of learning the discipline of being consistent. Uh, you know, just all the things that just they just take time and time and effort. And so you're just going to have to be patient. And if you're doing all the right stuff, if you're putting out good content, the views will come, the subscribers will come. And uh, yeah, I guess that'd be the number one thing. Why do you think it is that us as creators, why do you think we don't have patience? Uh, I think when we're, as creators, usually we're inspired by somebody else on YouTube and we see their success. We see their huge view counts, their huge, subscri huge subscriber counts. And, uh, you know, we think that as soon as we're pumping out videos, as soon as we pop out one video, we expect that it's going to be similar, that we're going to have a similar experience. But the thing we don't see is all the time, all the years, and all the videos. I guarantee if you go go look at 99% of the creators out there with a large subscriber count, that they're going to have just a, a ton, a ton of videos. Um, you know, one guy I'll, I'll take, for instance, um, you know, I watched his content before and... Uh, you know, I looked back at how many videos he had, and he had 800 videos. Now, if I complain that I don't have the views he has or the subscribers that he has, and I only have 60 videos, you know, the math just doesn't add up. So you have to be able to have that patience and be able to see that. Yeah, I completely agree. Patience uh, is a virtue, as my grandmother would say. And uh, coming from a person who is, I'm actually fairly patient, uh, but my wife, unfortunately, is not a patient person. <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this. We talked about Snapseed. We talked about some of the, the, the workflow that you have uh, using the GH7 and doing things like that, which I love that camera. I actually have one sitting right next to me. Um, let me ask you this. Um, what are the YouTube tools that you would recommend to my audience, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource? What are some things that help you get your work done here on YouTube? Well, um, TubeBuddy, as I think most of your viewers and listeners would uh, be familiar with, uh, one thing that I like that they added recently is when you're typing in your tags, it shows other tags and um, it can really help you, you know, just really narrow down your tags. Another a piece of software that I use um, is the Cam Link. So for my YouTube live streams, uh, I want to have the highest quality possible. So you know I use my G7 as my webcam, and uh, able to use. I don't have a capture card on my PC, so I'm able to. I bought you know relatively cheap compared to what a capture card costs to get put into your PC. You can get a. It's I mean pretty much like a glorified dongle, um, but it's you know better than that. So it's cam link and you plug your HDMI from there to your camera and you're able to have high quality video, um, as well. Uh, let's see, as far as, uh, as far as having a mic for your audio, I think that's really important. Audio is definitely just as important as video and it's overlooked a lot of the time, but a piece of hardware that I use for, um, the mic to get it one step better in quality it's called voice meter and you can change just a cheap uh, a relatively inexpensive mic into a mic that sounds more studio-esque through that software and then as far as uh you know as far as being a smaller youtuber i'm always about finding ways to keep my uh my process more of a budget process just because, uh, you know, I'm not really making anything from it right now, but, um, the software that I use for editing is called Filmora 
and it's like I think it's fifty dollars. It might be sixty dollars, somewhere around that. And it's a one-time fee, and it's pretty decent compared to um, you know having to pay the monthly fees that you get with Adobe, where I think it's like sixty dollars for the whole suite or twenty dollars a month. So I mean, having the one fee of fifty dollars and having a software that is fully functional and does a really good job at fifty dollars is pretty good. Yeah, I've been really thinking about purchasing the Cam Link. I have one. I had an old one. I assume is yours the one from Elgato? Uh, correct. Okay, so basically, here's my problem. For some reason, I don't know what it is. YouTube, and you know, you may have found that this is not the case, but whenever I live stream on YouTube, I, I use OBS, which I assume you use something similar to that, if not OBS. Um, when I try to pipe in my Sony a6500, which is the uh, DSLR of choice of mine, into the Cam Link, for some reason it just doesn't play very well. But I, I will get that figured out. And for those people who don't know what Jordan's talking about, normally if you live stream, you may see streamers who are using like their Logitech webcams. They're great. Some of them even go up to 4K. But there's nothing like having that crisp look of the DSLR or your mirrorless camera and you're able to kind of basically get around the fact that you don't have a capture card installed in your PC by basically plugging this thing via USB and then into your camera and then basically it acts like an onboard webcam. So such a cool device and a really neat piece of technology that makes a lot of live streams that much better. Uh, I'm such a gearhead though. I love that kind of stuff. Um, Jordan, if you could give one piece of advice to emerging YouTubers, people wanting to start on the platform, wanting to grow their channel, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I'd say just just go ahead and do it. Just if you're thinking about trying it, you know, there's no excuse. We got smartphones right in our pocket. Uh, you can start out with that. Um, you can buy budget um, GoPros if you're doing something on the move. You know, anything to get you started. Um, just go ahead and start because at the beginning, it's really not even about making the highest quality content. It's just about doing it, about learning the process. And there's there's a ton of things you have to learn about YouTube, about tagging, about making good titles, about thumbnails. I mean, the list goes on and on and on um, of things that you're going to learn just by doing it. And you don't have to be consistent starting off. You just, you know, if you're just making videos here and there, you're getting good practice. And then once you have all that stuff figured out and you want to go at it hard, then go at it hard. You have everything figured out and you can make a video per week or whatever your plan would be. Absolutely. Such good advice. What is next for your channel, Jordan? Like, what are you wanting to do as far as like short term and long term progress for the channel? What What do you have planned out? Um, well, the weird thing about outdoors channels is a lot of it is seasonal due to, uh, um, I mean, we only can create the the high quality, the you can only create the hunting videos during hunting season. So, um, you know, I kind of take that season by season and do other things in between. But one thing that I'm really enjoying doing right now is uh, the live stream and the collaborations with other content creators in my niche. And, uh, you know, I got a list of podcast guests from the community coming in and I got it scheduled all the way out to May. And um, I'm just super excited to keep doing the live stream podcast. You know, it really helps build that connection with your community and it's really fun for the creator and the viewers. So what, let's talk about that in closing. You, you know, you do a podcast now as a YouTuber and someone who also does a podcast, obviously we're on it now. Um, what, what has been the <laughs> benefits of 
podcasting and what's been the differences of obviously you're live streaming it, but you're also uploading it to to iTunes and the, the different audio platforms. What has been your experience with podcasting and would you recommend it to other creators? Um, my experience with it is there's a learning curve to that as well. Um, just the technical side to it, especially when you're getting other people in their videos and audio and having everything line up and get in sync. And then scheduling people, you know, there's just a learning curve to everything you do. So with that as well, stay patient and, you know, just try to churn out the highest quality you can. Um, But it definitely has been beneficial to be able to um, talk to other people in the community, even people outside of the YouTube community, um, being able to give them something of value, uh, you know, having them on a live show on a podcast, you know, I'm able to pull people from the hunting community onto YouTube. And, um, it's really just exciting, um, to talk to people that I normally wouldn't have the chance or the opportunity, um, because they're well known and, uh, you know, I'm just a YouTuber. So, and I've said this before, Jordan, there has not been anything that I've done for my business over the past five years that was more important than my podcast. And the sole reason for that is the circle of influence that I've begun to get because of a podcast. When you're able to bring on guests in your niche, in your area, there is not, there, there's nothing I can sit here and tell you that can emphasize how important it's been to me and my business to get to meet creators like yourself, Jordan, and creators that I have on this show every single week. I've done over 100 interviews with over 100 different YouTube creators at this point where I'm at right now with my show. And with that being said, I've learned something in every one of them. And so the benefit of of just increasing your sphere of influence is just such a cool thing. And that, to me, is why podcasting is so fun. And speaking of fun, Jordan, one of the most favorite things I get to do now, and I just started it last week, is I've introduced a new portion of the show. It's called The Lightning Round. As you can hear with my little sound effect here, We're about to go into the lightning round. I've got about eight or nine questions for you. Really quick questions. I'm going to start the music, and you and I are going to get going. All right, so Jordan, here's the first question I have for you. What is the last song you downloaded and put on your mobile device? Uh, I have no idea. I don't download music onto my device except for copyright-free music for YouTube videos. There you go. What would be your superpower if you had one? Flying. Oh, I like it. Favorite place to eat? Oh, boy. Uh, Let's go with uh, authentic Mexican restaurants. Oh, man of my own heart. I like it. Favorite ice cream flavor? Um, Mint chip with chocolate. I'm getting hungry. If you could only choose one vacation destination, where would you pick and why? Montana, because they have awesome wildlife. Eat dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would that person be? Um, let's go with George Washington. Hmm, history buff, I like it. If you were on a deserted island and could only watch one YouTube channel for the rest of your life, what would that channel be? Hmm. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. That's it that's is a tough one. Mm, I'm not too quick on this answer. What do you think? Uh, 
Oh, there's too many good ones, man. I can't decide. Give me one. Gonna, give me one. Give you one. All right. Let's. Uh, I'll go with my own because I like seeing. Uh, you know, that's that sounds terrible, but I just like to see the memories in the past. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, Jordan, you know what, man? Speaking of you and your channel, let my audience know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube at Duck Gun Chronicles, on Instagram at Duck Gun Chronicles as well. And on iTunes, my podcast is the Duck Gun Podcast. Awesome. And you guys know how to connect with me, DustyPorter.com. Find me all over the interwebs, Dusty Porter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Until next week, people, keep pressing that record button. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.